0: Good, what's good, what's good. It's your boy Raza Rai. And your boy Capo, yay, yay. And this is Boss Talk. How you doing, man? I'm
1: good. I'm good. This is uh what, episode two, right?
0: Episode two. We are here. Yes. A whopping two. So I had something funny happen to me at lunch today. What's that? Um besides food? Oh yeah, it's always some good food. But I'm like the go to like picker of the caterer when we have our team meetings in the office, right? So today I picked Chinese. I like to go different. They always be picking pizza or some boring shit. Mm-hmm. And I got a fortune cookie. Okay. And my fortune said, "You will be recognized and honored as a community leader." Huh. I was like, hmm
1: you ain't shit." I I think that cookie knows something. <laughs> that that cookie knows something. When cookie knows something. That's hilarious. I'm not fucking with you. <laughs> <laughs> that is yeah that's wordplay if i've ever heard it but i thought that was a little that's a that's a good little that's a good little that's a good uh good little sound you on the right, yeah, right. Yeah, little the right way right yeah man it's a little day starter right well midday midday pick me up midday
0: pick me up yeah. for yeah.
1: sure for sure so what we talking about today man
0: today the topic is you need a team here's why okay enlighten us i feel like the majority of the masses have been lied to, either by celebrities, a music artists, or any other influential individual. I feel like many put on a front that 100% of their successes are entirely from their own doing. I call bullshit.
1: The self-made movements.
0: Everyone who has gained any type of success has had the help of someone who has came before them or those around them who have supported them or both, Period. Absolutely, in some way, shape, or form.
1: Absolutely, there's always been mentoring. There's always been big homies, if you will. Um, that's that's always had to exist, and even the cat that say they self made got a big homie. Yeah, you know what I mean. And that's your mentor, most definitely. Um, and they open some doors for you. Like, please believe uh, the big homie thing is real, and the doors that they open for you are, are they got the WD forty on them when they when that happens.
0: Yeah, you got, and then you have to just be open to take that. Passenger seat and learn for a little bit, yeah. And then when you play the game right and show respect, they only gonna put you on and teach you
1: everything. that's, That's also a part of um, networking out and up.
0: Yeah, like we talked about last time.
1: Yeah, networking up is, you know, being a sponge around somebody that's an OG for you that that's got the knowledge that you want, that's got the expertise in the field that you're after. You you soak up game and and you you do what you can to be around that conversation. Indeed. Um, And you learn what you learn. That's how it's supposed to work. Yep. Uh, So I just find it interesting when people don't really subscribe to that. Um, Because you got to. Yeah. You got to. Because it's
0: all necessary. Absolutely. So I feel like as an entrepreneur, like that really ties into you have to realize a key thing. We only have so much time in a day Mm -hmm. to get done everything that we Mm want to get done. and. As a freelancer, you can do really good. But if you're really trying to grow something that is bigger than that and more than you and something at scale, you cannot do that by yourself. Facts. It's just not going to happen. You can only go so far. You have a cap to your success. Yeah. As working as an individual.
1: True. Um. So with that being said, do you think part of that cap is, at least in my experience, it's been that you can't do everything? Yeah. Um, one, you know, it's really hard to be a master of a bunch of shit. Right. Your strengths only go so far. Right. So you gotta, you gotta have that self-reflection moment where you're like, okay, this is what I'm good at. This is what I'm not good at. Yup. This is what I have the time to be good at. Um, you know, and just really excel at what you're good at. Yeah. Um, and then the other side of the skill set becomes having the ability to find the people that can be around you.
0: That to support
1: strength. your skill set. Yeah. And you're fulfilling one of their voids.
0: yep. And then those people have strengths where you have those weaknesses. Exactly. So y'all just a exactly. strong unit. So, <laughs> yeah. And as a leader, like you have to recognize that, number one, I know we both know this, no one on your team, at least in the beginning, is going to be as passionate as you. Mm. It's just not reality. Um, if you want your team to be working at eighty percent of like their full capacity, you have to be at one hundred percent,
1: one hundred twenty. Yeah, you have to be flooring it. Like that's that's one hundred percent true. Cause you know, <clears throat> especially in the creative space, you're you're oftentimes building something from nothing. So <clears throat> to get people to really believe in the something that's coming from nothing, um, is is an important attribute you yep. of 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 scaling and and that's you know i think that's what this conversation really is about is about scaling up your, your brand your business uh and and going from you know one man army uh who may be <clears throat> you know performing let's say at a seven right mm-hmm. because you know in in your your strong suit in your craft you're at a nine you're at a 10 you know, right. you're performing at a capacity right but then in the other areas of your business, you know, and we won't get too detailed. But we'll just say like, you know, the marketing side of your business, the, mm-hmm. the financial side, as far as your accounting side, um, your paperwork, all of those things may not be in order. Um, and you got to find people that may, you know, can assist at least with getting you through. If it's just a process, then just somebody for the process. Most definitely. Um, so that
0: you can focus on the creative that you exactly. excel at.
1: Exactly. 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 Because then
0: you're not being crippled by trying to focus on the financials. Yeah, and maybe you shouldn't figure out how to write your contract.
1: Yeah. Maybe you shouldn't. Maybe it's worth it.
0: You know what I mean? Right. But that's I mean, <laughs> but that's also the misconception that a lot of people have with entrepreneurship. Because, yeah. say, I'm a person that really loves baking and I want to open a bakery. But what I don't realize up front is not only am I being a baker, I'm a, a accountant. Mm-hmm. I am a... Inventory keeper, your sales, I sales, I'm marketing, I'm everything. Yeah. So until you actually start expanding your business and investing in it
1: and hire other people that can take on those different roles, you have to do <coughs>
0: everything.
1: Everything. And and by doing that, you're doing something bad or not as good as it could be done.
0: Right. Because you're too spread out.
1: Right. So, I mean, and, and it's definitely. I think as a startup, you know, it's definitely a, a, a touch and go game of where to expend the resources to bring someone in, yeah. uh, because there's there's a, there's a time component, you know, as far as getting them up to speed with you know the real vision and voice of the of the brand, um, and then you know getting them installed into the processes.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so it's just like with any other job, right? It's a training process. So just because you hired somebody doesn't mean that they're onboarded and affecting. The bottom line yet, right? No, there's still a you know you you gotta account for that in the timeline.
0: Exactly, because it's all they have to learn like the way you like to do things. Number one,
1: right? So the longer you wait as an entrepreneur to take on the responsibility of knowing you need help, the further you put yourself behind. Because the minute that you take them on, they don't immediately take on the responsibilities that you need them to in a full capacity. Like there's a there's a a a window where you're still. Touching a lot of this stuff And you're still babying it And teaching the processes
0: Yeah Then you end up getting frustrated But And then Okay
1: And I have a really good Only experience. if you have false expectations Right If you don't If you don't go into it With the expectation Of this person's gonna come in And know exactly what I want them to do Oh yeah Then you're Yeah You're gonna, gonna be yourself. You're wrong mm-hmm. You're gonna miss it every time But if you go into it knowing Okay I see this person has a skill set That I like And we can work together Let me See if They can work in my system Right then you have a conversation. Or exactly. if we can create a system that works together, that's gotta be the conversation. You can't just go into it like, okay, plug in and, <laughs> and think it's, it's just, I mean, nah. on a rare occasion, you know, people people plug in and that, that shit works, but not on the right
0: Especially if your structure's not there either. Not, yeah, especially. Yeah. But, and then it's like a mistake that I learned from is that when I started in 2009, And we were coming up and I was learning how to make shirts with the heat transfer and learning the technique to use the exacto knife to get the design out right. So it shows up well on the shirt. Like instead of going back and teaching all the other people that were involved how to do the different things, even if I taught one person how to do one aspect of it, I just had the notion that I can just get it done by myself faster. Initially. Yeah.
1: Until you try to scale. And then it hurt. Because mm-hmm.
0: then no one else could really keep up with the production that we needed. Mm-hmm.
1: That's like that was my that was my first mistake. So when I initially came up with Everyday Weekend, I wanted to cover everything. I wanted to cover the hip hop scene, the art scene, and the fashion scene. Mm. And I quickly realized that's too spread out. I ain't got enough time for all this, yeah. and I ain't got enough people for all this yet. We'll get there, but right now, you know, we're gonna focus on this hip hop because that's that's my passion, right? So that was why I was like, you know, it was one of those things. where what what of this can you do without? Yeah, and, and it music gave, wasn't what I wanted to give up.
0: Right, and it gave you the the time to actually <clears> give <throat> the depth to the genre that you did actually choose to go into. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it only helped you in the
1: long run. It did, but it was it it took a while to you know keep fucking up.
0: But I but that's <clears> that's all it is too. I've been doing. Next year will be ten years,
1: Yeah.
0: and I feel like the first seven. Of those were just fucking around and learning your what I'm doing, Yeah.
1: Spinning your wheels whole time. No, I know, I know it is. I know it is. But I mean, that's part of the, the dedication that it takes to keep going. You know what I mean? And then you figure out that you need a team.
0: <laughs> yep.
1: You need some other people with with like minded goals.
0: Right. Because and then because having a team of people who like are not yes men and actually give you their opinion on like different things that are going on will only make you a better leader because you're being constantly uh, having that critical feedback that will push you to be better. Um, Leadership
1: is a two-way conversation.
0: Yeah, it should be because that's the difference between being a leader and a boss.
1: Leadership is a two-way conversation. Mm -hmm. A boss isn't. Yeah, you're right. Like a boss is just blah, 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 blah. Do what I say, do what I say, do what I say. Leadership, you buy into what they're talking about. Right. What with, with the package is, what the plan is, what the program is, you buy into that shit because they told you a narrative around it of why this affects all of us, why this is important to our business and what we do here. A boss is just like, do the process. You're behind mm-hmm. on the process. Mm-hmm. A leader is uh the other way around. Yeah, it's you know I mean? like
0: because it's the that impersonal versus compassionate.
1: Yeah, no nah, facts and
0: really caring about your people <laughs> versus really just using them to try to get something done.
1: Right, and I mean, I think you know that boss mentality works at a certain level. Um, but there, there's a certain level where your people have to be empowered enough to make decisions. Yeah, and that requires leadership, not a boss. Boss,
0: because that's the where that micromanaging versus the delegating.
1: Yeah. And that's not the type of company anybody wants to run.
0: No. No one wants no to one really work in that environment. Mic-
1: run a micromanaged company. That's no fun.
0: <laughs> it's for anyone.
1: No fun. Like, have you ever like had a project where you had to seriously micromanage it?
0: Yeah, unfortunately, because I especially if you think back like in college and stuff, you work in the group projects and other people not really pulling their weight or whatever else. And you really have to be on somebody. Bruh. It's it's not fun.
1: No. So. All right. So I'm. I'm the layman, right? I'm listening to this. Mm-hmm. And you're like, all right. I got my idea. I got my company. I got what I want to do. Right. All right. And now. I need this this team that y'all y'all are talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do I how do I get said team without without the capital to pay said team?
0: Right, and that's really looking. If we look at back at history, before there was even money.
1: I mean, it's obvious, but yeah. But and I know people are going to ask that. They're going to be like, "Well, how do I get the team?" Oh yeah,
0: because it's it's really uh the one this one strategy. I feel like that when I use properly, it changed my workflow and allowed me to do a lot more and a little bit of process and less work for myself. It built my personal network like crazy. Um, It gained me leverage in my industry and that is barter.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, barter, barter works when it, when it, Barter only exists when it's truly mutually beneficial. And what happens is a lot of people try to work on a barter system and it's not a true barter. And when that happens, um, it, it completely implodes. Yeah. Because a barter, a barter deal is completely based on like, it's, it's basically almost like a gentleman's agreement. It's like a handshake of our work. We're going to exchange my best for your best to get the best of this, right? Yep. So when one party doesn't bring their best foot forward, um, it's, it's wild. Like I think in contracts, when you get snuck on a, uh, you know, a loophole type situation, it's a lot different than when, you know, you really in your building phase and you are trying to work on a barter system, even to the extent of like, we we've barred it to the extent of like, you know, giving people complete like platforms within what we do. Yeah. Um,
0: but I, and I think that's, <laughs> that's really where it starts is by realizing that what you, that you have something to offer that is of value to somebody else, but you have to really have that self-reflection and see what am I trying to bring to the table? Um, or you have to, you have to hack it because it's like, okay, I need a video. What do videographers need? They may need a platform to get their workout. They may need this. So what can, how can I spin an offer to this videographer to come work and collab with me on this?
1: Not even spin, but how can we work Where together? Just, yeah. how, how can how can I help you? Because I need your help.
0: It's just bringing that value <clears> throat> to throat> other people. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But just I mean, it's that simple. How can I help you? Because I need help. That, but you got to be that humble
0: though. Right. You have to take that. Yeah. But I, and I don't know. I think a lot of people are ego driven. I think that's why they have a a struggle with that. Mhm. Because especially in our area, because in our area people struggle with just saying, "Hey, I like what you're doing. Yo, your work is dope. It's That's changing. But it's
1: getting better. I mean, it's definitely getting better. Um, I mean, we talked about it. It's not as bad, you know, with the music side of things as it used to be. Uh, on the creative side, I think you know, like on the the, the curation and um, you know, that that side of things. I think it's still a little. A little weird. Right. Um, but, I, you know, it'll it'll either dissipate or it won't. Uh, but I think everybody's going to keep doing what they do. Yeah. Which is important, too. Like, I think that the people that are doing stuff is dope, and they're just going to keep doing it. Most oh, definitely. Uh, but I'd love to see more, more harmony between, like, creative uh, camps in the city doing things together. Um, I think that would be dope, just because we have some dope curators in this town. Uh, that are putting together events and, and festivals and all kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I think I, yeah, like that's the next time, the next type of team building I'd like to see is like a DMV superpower, like event. Like, I mean, I guess broccoli is, um, but like, I feel like we could go broccoli tenfold if we put the right people together.
0: That's real. And I, and I think it starts with people utilizing that barter correctly, like just reaching out more to people because it's not an instant thing either. Like, it's something that you have to do that 20, 50, 100 times, like, finding someone out there that, that can connect with, uh, kind of what you're doing. So, like, for an example, if you were, um, a music artist and you, like, kind of need content, um, whether it's, like, videos, photos, whatever, you need to push some shit to your followers to kind of keep them in tune into your world. Yeah. Um, uh, now, a smart artist would know, while it's good to work with different artists and uh, directors for, like, their bigger productions and projects, you still need someone who's more of an in-house videographer who can get that day-to-day um kind of tasks you're doing so you can show your followers your artistic process of how you go about it because that's what's in right now they want to see that
1: stories yeah they want to see your story
0: so if that artist doesn't have a budget to pay one what options do they have well if they go on youtube and look for videographers who are kind of making different videos that are like really good. So they have good editing skills so they can cut to time and pay attention to details and stuff like that. But they don't have a lot of views. You can contact them and say, Hey, I have, I don't know, 2000, 3000, 5000 followers. You can come. Let's make videos together. I can help you get your name out there and get some more followers that will come and just like the videos that you're making for yourself. Boom. Mm-hmm. So, you may have to, once again, send that message out to 20, 50, 100, 200 people, but I guarantee you'll find one who'll be down to work with you, if not more. All day. All but day. It's just, it's
1: work. <clears throat> <clears throat> no, you have to, I mean, yeah, you have to find talent. Yeah. Know? That's a part of the hiring process, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, if just like anything to, else, you got to vet people out and see just who works because y'all have to have that good working chemistry too.
1: Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, it, work chemistry is a big thing like i'm even about that with like clients like if it, if we just don't vibe then i'm good it's not gonna work yeah i'm good because we're, we're doing a creative thing it's not just a churn out a product thing right um so like we gotta vibe
0: Yeah, especially because we're doing it because we love it so it's like we don't need to you don't need to take every job or just anything with that just coming in if it's mm-hmm. really not something that you're feeling but that's the
1: but that's a symptom of you know building a team too fast right when you have to take bullshit on
0: because patience and persistence is the key yeah of remembering of everything when you're building a business is patience and persistence like yeah nah. i mean it's simple
1: um barter to build a team barter to build a team
0: now on the other hand The downside of barter is actually the same as its upside. It's free work. And with anything free, you got to remember there's still a price that comes with something that you get, which is exactly what you don't pay for. So a lot of times you may have to deal with more BS or people that aren't as professional or aren't as knowledgeable in their field because they are willing to work for free. So that's why it's important to realize when there are particular situations or products or projects where barter isn't just not going to cut it. You need to have that more exceptional vision or quality for a particular project or a team role that needs to help and maybe build the company as a business developer.
1: Also, I think in my experience as I barter, I find people that work and I don't mean work as in like, they just get the job done. I mean like this, the, the, the the, the whole process with them was cool. You know what I mean? And that's someone who I, you know, almost naturally reach out to for the next thing I got. Mm -hmm. The next thing I got. And then it becomes a, well, let's just, you know what I'm saying? Let's just work together. Right. Um, I eat us. You know what I'm saying? Like it became, I got this. Oh, I have this. Oh, I have this. Well, what are we doing, bro? Like You know what I'm saying? And then we figured it out. Um, And that's important. Just figuring out situations that, that are, you know, mutually beneficial. Um, And then everybody eats, everybody wins. But again, that's a whole barter. Yeah. Like, our whole, yeah, our whole friendship is a whole barter.
0: Yeah. I you mean, we say? can explain that to, because a lot of people don't know.
1: Like, just as far as, like, so you and the media production company, and then me and, you know, the the, the hip-hop media site. Marketing. Um, and, and then doing the marketing and, and con- con, you know, behind-the-scenes consultation stuff. Yeah. Um, it just... Became ever apparent I needed somebody I could go to consistently to churn out content for clients. And <clears throat> a lot of it was stuff I could do myself and a lot of it was stuff I couldn't do. Um And it just got to a time where I didn't have the time to do the stuff I could do. So I needed somebody I could rely on that could get it done. And, yeah, we just had that conversation and figured out how we could make it work Uh where we both was happy. So we did. And we've been doing that for what, like a year or so?
0: Yeah. And it's built from there. Like and now <clears throat> we're kinda diving into like the podcast thing. Like we're we're seeing that as a giant opportunity in twenty eighteen. Uh like anything with audio and passive media is really kinda coming into a big thing with people driving or with the home pods coming out and Alexa's in a lot of homes, you're gonna see a lot of people streaming more. Um either audio books or podcasts or just music in general. Mm -hmm. But, um, so it's just kind of seeing opportunities like that and seeing where our skill sets kind of align and, uh, seeing stuff that we're already doing. So it kind of already benefits us anyway. Um, and just seeing how we can benefit each other while doing it and just having a lot of fun in the process.
1: Uh, shit ton of fun. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. But yeah, man, I mean, that, that that is essentially how the, the network, I mean, when we first met, you were doing the clothing line thing heavy, um and I kind of, you know, just became like a person to talk to about it. Yeah. Um and then it just kind of grew from there. Um and then we put together what's crazy is we put together probably one of your most successful runs of merch.
0: That's true. Yeah. And the then he is. was
1: like, uh, but this is working way better over here. And I was like, I mean, if that's what you want to do, bro, like
0: then go mess with it.
1: I was like, yeah, because like you, when you came to me about the clothes, initially, I was just like, well, you know, we had that conversation like the brand had had a low and you needed to reintroduce it and, you know, go back to basics and go back to getting people comfortable with the logos and the brand mission. Mm-hmm. And the minute you did that, the product started pumping. But then it, it like it brought so much attention to how you presented everything. People wanted to know who did it. We're well, more concerned with that. And they were like, oh, that was you, too? And then you were like, "Well, shit! Now I got this whole Pandora's box that just opened over here. What should I do?" Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Go oh, with the money, at, bro." Like, hey. and mean, it just, it, yeah, and it just—you can still do clothes, like,
0: right? But I think it's funny though because even when I watch like interviews that I did back in two thousand like thirteen or whatever, and I like no, I no thinking of doing any media production or anything like that, but explaining what the overall kind of concept was and just where my mind was at it's directly in line with what we're doing mm. but i just didn't see it yet yeah that's so it's just interesting that's why it's like i still always say that patience and persistence because you just don't know that that just time morph
1: into yeah. yeah
0: and we're just so still so young like yeah that's crazy just keep going just keep building
1: all day what else you got to tell them about this team building man
0: I don't know. I kind of almost want to get into stories, bro.
1: Oh shit!
0: So we got because we got good stuff and we got bad, like stories of what of fails, of wins, both, man. Like, I people want to hear background. People want to hear like experience. Like, how do we deal with shit?
1: Uh, like what? Like all right. because like I, t- I told you how S- Sice was born last show, right? I don't know. Name a story, bro. You know crazy shit that's happened. That's true. I don't know. I can't think of one off top. Okay, I got one for you. So, last year, mm-hmm. Nature hits me. He's like, yo, bro, got a situation at Vendetta. Just been going in there kicking it. And, like, I got a situation now doing tacos on Tuesdays and tequila. I'm like, all right. He's like, I'm just going to DJ. I was like, okay. So, niggas will pull up, we kick it, woo woo. So, um, those went well. And then I think we convinced them to let us do a Saturday mm-hmm. and we, we brought the size brand back from the Layla, the post Layla drought and we did site Saturday. And the first one we did very light promotion and it was, it was decent. And we was like, Hmm. And they liked it so much, they were like, do y'all want more nights? So, Nature came up with um, Fresh Produce and Show Love, which was a producer showcase and an artist showcase. Mm-hmm.
2: All
1: right, cool. So, now we got three parties there a month. The Wednesdays was alternating and then, well, every other rather, and then the um, Once a Month Saturday joint. So, it was it was dope. Um The Saturday joint got real big. Like we was selling that joint. The fuck, like the whole top floor was packed, the floor was flexing. It was going nuts. Um, so we like did I wanna say we did Site Saturday, and then we had an event that was supposed to be like that next Wednesday. Mm -hmm. And yeah, the doors was locked, the locks was changed. Right, but like the speakers and shit was still in the joint. So we're like, yo, the fuck? So we you know, we hitting everybody, all our contacts there trying to figure out what the fuck. Right. And they like, yeah, you know, management, you know, changing shit and da da da. da. And we're like, All right, that's cool. That has nothing to do with us and our speakers. We're like, we need our shit. We need stuff uh, out, yeah. So it ends up being like two weeks of going back and forth. They're like fake starting renovations and like all this big wild shit. We're like, yo, like we don't even care about the conversation about what's going on like whatever that's on y'all. We know we was making y'all money. What not for whatever. We just need our shit. Um finally get the okay to go in there and get the shit. Um the joint reopens like end of the summer as like a cupcakeery or something. Yeah, I remember that. Um man, I think the homie Lyle ended up doing a party there with some people and i heard about a couple other things there and then i haven't heard anything about it since i don't know if it's still there i haven't been down there um but like that's just one of them situations with doing um doing events where you can just create out of any space a lot of times you end up in a situation where you get a space that maybe isn't managed well mm. and it just looks good and you're able to finesse a, a a really dope situation right so you're able to get you know um the free will to kind of create a little bit in this this lounge bar, whatever, um, in exchange for the crowd you can bring. And then a lot of times that crowd also gives you the ability to kind of have your say on, you know, promotions and drink specials and things like that. Cause it's working. Right. right. Um, but if you're the only night it's working, it's dangerous. Cause you don't know when it's going to expire. Um, and that's what happened with this one. We didn't, you know, like we knew they had one other like event night. Um, and it did well, but, the rest of their nights were bone dry for me, pretty much. Hmm. Um, so you <clears> know, <throat> it reopened as whatever. I don't know if it's the same ownership and just new management, and a new space mm-hmm. um, with the, the the renovations or whatever. Um, but yeah, so you 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 just you know you you bob and weave, keep it moving. So you find some some new opportunities, right? So you know, nature finesse the situation at Wicked Bloom. Um, it's a smaller space, mm-hmm. but you know, it's also getting warm. All right, and we're on the prowl. And not to say that we're going to ditch Wicked Bloom, but we're going to, you know what I'm saying, there are things that we can do and want to do that won't fit there. That we've done before that mm-hmm. we know we can bring back because they're brands that people liked, Um, and they just won't fit there. So we just we're looking for the right space to bring some of those things back um, and then they come back. Yeah. But that's the thing. Like you don't stop just because
0: that's that importance of kind of knowing timing. Yeah. Um, the culture that's coming in. Cause the H Street is a very changing area, changing very rapidly.
1: So yeah, I mean, it may have just been that natural time to bounce. Well, that and think about this too, though. It was a strategic play. Our our first, you know, regular, um, event mm-hmm. in space was the side series. That was at Layla Lounge. Right. No foot traffic. The next thing we did was a Saturday night party for everybody on H Street. Right. It was just banging. Right. And that joint boomed, so we gained from that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? As far as some some new audience that came through and was like, "Oh, y'all really doing something out here?" Well, because you know the other the the site series was a little more targeted as far as who the audience was. It was people who are really into the local artists. And exactly, but this was us playing local music. I'm playing, it. but it wasn't no performances. Yeah, and it was it right. It was that was the tagline. It's a vibe because it was. It was. It was like an adult house party
0: mm-hmm.
1: at a bar. Uh um, that's really
0: how it felt like though. Yeah, it yeah. was.
1: It was. It was an adult house party at a bar. That's exactly what it was. Cause it wasn't it was no bottle service, no sections, no pretension, none of that. Just come party. Come turn up. What's well, happening? And that's what people did. And it was a good time. You went home sweaty because you actually danced. <laughs> like with a girl, not like in a section jumping up and down with your man. Nah, you danced with a whole woman that night. <laughs> Niggas left out of that zone dapping me up like, son, there was so many joints in here. Like, I'm happy for you. Mm. Did you have a good time? Did you get anybody's phone number? Right. All right. Cause you're talking to me right now. Mm. Might not have went as well as you think. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, it was it was just, you know, that was a that was a hurdle. Those were both hurdles. Like leaving Layla and not knowing what the next move was gonna be was a hurdle. Just as much as Getting the situation at Vendetta and having to figure out, you know, where we fit in that situation because that was a finesse from nature for real. You know what I'm saying? He threw the oop and and gave us the opportunity to bring the size brand there, Mm -hmm. Um, and then figuring out how it was going to work there, Um, and then you know having the highs that we had with that, and then it just abruptly ended midsummer like with no reason, Mm. like with no reason. We was gaining, we was gaining, bruh. Like, it was to the point we was like, all right, going to need a whole building. Right. Like, it was getting there. It was getting there. But We was like, yo, we we to need downstairs. Like Right. But, um, like, I, I'd have said maybe two more. We didn't need it downstairs.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But we couldn't. Um, we didn't make it that far because they swapped it out because we were the only things making decent money in there. Right. So, hmm. it is what it is. But, you know, needless to say, we do know we have money. A few models that we've run at work. Yeah. Um, so, we live to fight another day.
0: You know? Did I tell you how I got into the nightlife industry? Porn. Not that nightlife. I mean, like,
1: clubs and shit. No, club. porn.
0: No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's stupid. <laughs> he fell for the troll like shit. I was like, What? <laughs> I can't believe you fell for that sign.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it t- it's just me off. I see, indeed. But no, how you get into nightlife? Um, sophomore year of college. Uh, this is why we're kind of still doing the shirts. I'm dabbling in photography for real. Uh-huh. Not doing a lot more, just for fun. Um, going on trips and different. Still shooting my friends. Uh, did a shoot with my ex. Who I was dating at the time, and then some, a party promoter in Greensboro caught it and hit her up and said, "Hey, I'm trying to build this um like party promotion group. You know, they did the street teams flyers, yeah, and shit yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Um, one if you want to come out to a meeting, and she was like, "Oh, okay, yeah. Like, hey, my boyfriend's a photographer. He's like, "Oh, word, hell yeah, definitely tell him to come out. I'm like, "All right, cool. Let's go see what it's about. So they have the meeting in. The library of the school, like in the basement of it or whatever. And I go in there, it's older dudes. Clearly, they don't go to the school. Um,
1: They trap it.
0: Yeah. But that's what. They need
1: your audience. Though.
0: Right. Exactly. That's their demographic because they're locals. And they are just promote those parties in those local clubs. Right. They need you. Yeah. So um, I end up talking with uh, the other photographer they have. And then kind of like the main head of the group yeah um I ended up getting really cool with them uh and we started like shooting with um models. That's how I started shooting with models mm. uh so instead of doing like one on one shoots, we would do like me and him shooting or it would just be like me shooting. And he would organize it, and it would be like five models. We would do it as a group for some reason. I don't know it made it easier for you
1: or them, both mm.
0: Because they're kind of like going off their own vibe and having a good time with it. And then I'm kind of just, I get to direct one. And then I really don't know what I'm doing yet. So, like, I could just kind of have more comfortable seeing what's kind of going
1: on. You got on. to shoot your shot a lot. Yeah. Not in that way, but you know what I mean? Like, as far as uh, try this. Uh, like try that. Oh, right. Do this. I don't know. Do this. You, exactly. you just say whatever and just try a bunch of shit because you had five models at once. Most well, definitely.
0: That so, would, it, that's yeah. one
1: way to get your 10,000 hours.
0: <laughs> right, no <laughs> book. So then, after a while, we were like, okay, yeah, this is getting too much. So then, that's when we started going to like one model, whatever else. Okay. Um, and then that just con- probably
1: turned into parties real fast.
0: Right, but no, on the other token, that's when they started letting me shoot their parties as well. Mm-hmm. Um, when they would go out, and then um, that's when I started getting like my technique. It was on accident. Um, like how the lights trail, and like a lot all, all my club photography. Um, that happened that year. And, uh, once I did that, it just all my style caught on. They wanted me at every party. I started learning how they planned them, um, how they moved the teams to promote the joints. Uh, I was out with them doing, uh, the flyers at night. I started seeing a lot of stuff that doesn't work. Number one, it's like that paper stuff. People just throw it right out
1: their trash. Why do people still make those? I don't get it. I think it feels good. It feels like I'm grinding. Yeah,
0: I guess. I still do
1: posters. I've done posters effectively. Well, like Okay, posters are different. Gorilla though. Park it gorilla posted posters Yeah, like on in the, the wall.
0: Yeah, see that's different. But like hand flyers or putting flyers on cars, you're just littering. No, nah, you just need with to style. put up
1: just, <laughs> littering with style. <laughs> nah, just the posters, bro. The posters were effective. I'm supposed to.
0: But um so, yeah, after a while, uh, I get really cool with the main people of that group, um, and they link up with a guy who, I guess, I'm not sure how it got set up. I kind of just got brought into it, but um, I'm on Thanksgiving break. I get a text message that say, hey, yo, we got a studio on the main, like, downtown street of Greensboro on Elm Street. Mm. I'm like, word. I'm sophomore. I'm like, bet. So... This is why I really like my college life was lit, but it was nothing like the normal college life because I was never on campus. Right. After we got that studio, if I wasn't at class, I was, was down the there. Studio. Yeah. And that's how I learned, like, the, uh, definitely honed in on my Photoshop. They built a, a recording studio in there. Damn, um, we built, a, we built out the photo studio in there. We with the different backdrops and stuff like that. Like, We had and we were getting walk-ins too. That's how I learned how to get the business cards and stuff done. The flyers, like that's how I got my printing connect.
2: Mm. Because
0: the dude who owned the shop, he would not tell us where the stuff was getting printed from. Because even when we wanted to get our own stuff done, he was like, "No, just give it to me, and then like I'll get it done." I was like, "But where he slipped up was he left uh one of the shipping boxes out, and the name of the joint was on there." Dun 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 dun! They made my connect ever since.
1: It's the plug, yes. High quality, low cost. High quality, bro, and they work fast. That's what's up. I love them. That's what's up. All right, man. We don't want to wrap them up too much, man. Let's give them, give them, some give them, wrap it up so Wait, they can get ready for the next one. Oh yeah, we can leave it there. We can always pick that back up. Yeah, bro. We don't want to give them too much on the team building. That's oh, that's a, that's enough to stop.
0: But yeah, biggest things to remember though: learn the value that you can bring other people. Always keep it real with them. Always work with them. And I always be open to work with other people, build see what they barter. got going on. Build build on barter. Yeah. Through true barter, though. True barter. True barter. Like, I agree with what Gary V says. Like, always want to give people that 51% mm-hmm. and looking for that 49 in return. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like subconsciously that's what I've always been doing. Yeah. And it, it definitely works out. And a lot of times with my team, I don't even think I do a lot. But then I, I hear they always like, oh my God, I appreciate da 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 da. Like, yeah. so you, you don't even know, like, just by always being there for them or always just being there to answer their questions or kind of walk them through something or telling them about themselves and pushing them. Like, you have no idea how much that really affects them.
1: Facts. So, yeah, bro, like, just be real with people, yo. Bro, I didn't realize how much, like, just real quick before we wrap. Uh, connecting dots happens like i was telling you about the the event at uh union stage last night mm-hmm. so like i said i sent out a message to a few people that i knew um and we walk in there and it's a brand new space in the city and dc is known to have a pretty big uh, urban nightlife scene right and um wasn't too much of that scene in the building at all um it was a majority white scene in there um but it was open house to, like, you know, meet ownership and management and blah, 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 blah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, we showed up. And the, a lot of the people that I hit showed up. So, it just, in a room that we might not have necessarily had an impact when we walked into naturally, it looked like impact. Indeed. Because we knew a bunch of people there when we walked in. And then. Other people noticed that. And then that led to people coming up to us and wanting to know what we did. Mm-hmm. Um and we got into some great conversations. Um and we made some cool connects. I mean we met we met some writers, we met uh some venue owners, uh some bartenders, um, a few artists. Uh so it was, you know, ran into autumn in that joint. Um Shout out. So, you know, it was just it was a good it was a good look. Um, you know, me uh me, Mr. Anderson, Nature Boy went down there. Um, you know, and I got to introduce him to some people, which was cool. Who Nature? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just it was just a good vibe. It was a good night. Um, it's an dope venue. That's good. But you don't realize sometimes the the power of like spreading the word. Yeah. Like, cause I was just showing love. I was just like, "Yo, pull up, like, check out this venue. See if you like it. You right. Know, well, you know, what I'm saying we'll move from there." Um, and I just sent it to a few people that I thought would appreciate the message, and they showed up, and vicariously that made us look cool mm-hmm. when we walked in the room because we knew people. Yeah. But it was people We already knew Like uh, <laughs> It's not a gas Like that We just know these people Like Man, They're have some our friends yeah. But I guess Because you don't know Who they are But you see people Talking to us And gravitating to us Because we know them already People want to know Who they are Y'all want to know Who we are Who they are So let's talk about it Most definitely And that kind of It kind of served As a icebreaker Because a lot of people Were coming to it Like not, not, not in no crazy weird way But like People It was enough people That were intrigued That we were pretty much In conversations The whole time we were there Okay but at the same time, we you have to keep in mind, too,
0: we are very, like, open, very positive-eyed people as soon as we walk in anyway. Yeah. So that on top of the knowing people is going to make people want to gravitate anyway. Because, like, sure. we've noticed even when we be chilling and we really just start getting into a conversation with like in, within our own crew, and then we probably start talking a little loud, like, people always gravitate toward us. Mm-hmm. And then, then we're so open too to just uh, talk to other people. Like, oh yeah, it was good, bro. Like, it just—I think it just adds on top of that. But
1: there's a lot of levers with that. Like, yeah, but it wasn't a play. Like, it just happened. That was just just how we are. That's natural. I was like, yo, that was interesting. Like, this dude that owned the venue, like, just came up to us. We were like, oh, what's up, bro? He was like, "Uh, are you guys artists? Or what's up with you guys? And we were like we run DME's number one of blog, blog. Like, like, <laughs> and he's like, oh yeah, I got event space, blah, 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 And we just got to rap and I talked to Club for like 20 minutes. Introduced him right. to nature, introduced him to M G, Like, it was a vibe in there.
0: And I swear, I swear a lot of the, probably some of the biggest like meeting, like people I've met have been
1: always random like that. Mm-hmm. Like it's just right place, right time or, you know what I mean? It Bro, just... it, but it was just a vibe in the room. Like within the first yeah. five minutes, We get in there, and you know us. We looked around. We were like, okay, we understand how this room is shaped. Right. Let's get a drink. Mm -hmm. So we all go to the bar, um, and I'm talking to this guy at the bar, but I'm not even talking to him. I'm looking at the menu. I was trying to see where the menu was up, and he slid it over to me. I was like, appreciate it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, they got a nice draft list. And he was like, yeah. (laughs) And he recommended a beer to me that he had. Right. And I was like, fuck it. I'm going to fuck with you. So I ordered it. Mm -hmm. And when the bartender was like, all right, I got you. He went, I'll pay for it. And he paid for my brew, right? All right. So I was like, oh, I appreciate it, man. He was like, nah, no problem, man. Glad you decided to try it. And I was like, cool. So I turned around to grab my beer. When I turned around, Cuz was gone. He went no rap. He was hmm. gone. He just really was just like, shout cool. out to the dude for cool fucking dude. with me. Uh, yeah. yeah. I never saw him again. Like, I saw where he walked off to, and mm-hmm. I never saw him the rest of the night. Word. Um, but shout out to the free brew. Uh, that was what's up. See, that's nice. Yeah, it was That's a
0: random act of kindness, man.
1: Yeah, pass it forward. I didn't even get to like repay him. Like he was gone. He mm-hmm. had a full beer in his hand when he did it. Like, right. It wasn't that I could do. He was gone. But it was it was sweet. I'll take. Maybe it his remember. friends
0: were like making fun of him because of his beer choice, and he made him feel better about himself. Maybe it, you never it, that knows. beer was good. Man,
1: it was it was like a coffee IPA or something. It was, it was weird what it said, but when he told me what it was, I was like. Oh, okay.
0: More of the story. Be cool to people. You know yeah, man. Just
1: be cool. I I got to do better at that. Like, I be cool to people, but sometimes I'm really not cool to
0: people. Yeah, I'm we ridiculous. be a little antisocial,
1: but we just tired. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, usually, yeah, I'm usually tired. It is true. I'm, usually, I'm cranky and shit. <laughs> All right, fool. Let's get out of here. Boss right, Talk, y'all. episode two.
0: Love y'all, man. Talk build y'all a later. team. Build them. Love y'all. Peace. Peace.